Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. God for what he has done in our lives. So we want to just clap our hands as we welcome Sister Leah to come and testify of God's goodness. Oh, come on, please clap hands and encourage her to come up. Forgive me, Lord, for I've forgotten my testimony. (laughs) Hallelujah. Anyway, let's be serious. My name is Sister Leah, and I'm from this branch. And I want to glorify God for what he has done for me, for his goodness and his mercy that I've seen. I want to testify on how I've come to understand or to experience what paying tithe does in your life. I used to pay tithe because Bishop Larry said you must pay tithe. And then I paid tithe because it was in the Bible. But now... I pay tithe to thank God. It is me saying, Lord, from what you have given me, I am saying thank you and I'm giving it back to you. Amen. For those of you who know me, you know my story. You know. But since the beginning of this year, I told myself, I'm going to change my attitude towards tithe. It's not just the Bible says, Reverend Bishop Larry has said, it is me saying thank you to God. And as I've done that, as I've had a right or different mind towards tithe paying. I've seen the grace of God. I've seen the mercy of God. I've seen the joy and the peace of God. There are things which money cannot buy unless the Lord himself does them. Amen. So I want to encourage somebody. Don't look at the amount that you have. Look at what, look at who has given you what you have. And give back to him and say, Lord, for this you have given me, I say thank you. Because I've seen his grace, I've seen peace. I was telling somebody the other day, I have so much peace in my life. And he said, it's because of God, it's because of the grace. And I testify, I want to encourage somebody. I know someone personally who doesn't go to church, like going to church is not his, is not his thing. But one thing he does is pay his tithe. He does not joke with it. And I promise you, I have seen him being blessed from blessings to blessings. So I want to encourage you. It's not just a tithe paying church. This is a life changing church. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Continue clapping your hands as we welcome Zuziwe. Zuziwe to come and share her testimony as well. and I'm from Campus Branch, uh, First Love, at UKZN. So, um, I, I would like to give testimony today. I would like to glorify God for what he has done for me. Um, ten years ago, my brother had a fight with my parents and he left home. So, um, it was such... It was not good for me because I, I was left 
the only child at home and it wasn't a good thing for me. But they said that, you know what, because he thinks he's old, he must just go away and all of that. So, yeah, when I was doing metric, um, my father got disabled and my mother lost her job. So they financially struggled. So when I came to varsity, I was struggling financially. So that's where I saw a need for my brother because I knew that wherever he is, he is, he is financially stable and he's going to come through for me. So yeah, I kept on looking for him on social media, everywhere. I was just on, on our relatives. I was just asking whoever who had heard from him and nobody had heard from him. And then I just, you know, I just, it was like I'm giving up. Also, I came to a convention. It was here on this church. And Reverend Daniel preached and he prayed that he is reuniting, God is reuniting families. And he prayed and he kept on praying. And after that, I was encouraged. Then I, I went back and I, I started looking for my brother. And one day I just went on Facebook and there was a page. It was about graphic design and all of that. So, and I just liked the page and I commented there. So next thing, I received an, in, an inbox, and that, that man, okay, I didn't know him first. He said, I am the, I am the person that you're looking for, because I posted something about, I, I'm looking for my brother, it's been 10 years, and I miss him, and all of that, and I need him in my life. Then he said, I am the person that you're looking for, and I couldn't believe it. So then after that, I just, I just told him to send me pictures and then he did just that i just took i just took those pictures to my parents and they said it's him because i couldn't remember clearly because i was young at that time so i was like wow god is wonderful from that time i was just you know i was just so happy and then he came to Peter respect then he found me and we re we were reunited again as a family last week we went home it was so good so So wherever you are, I would like to encourage you that just keep on praying, have faith, just believe in God, and just respect the prayer of the man of God. Because, yes, Reverend prayed, and that's where it all started. I do believe that if I wouldn't have come, came to this church, this wouldn't have happened. If Reverend Daniel didn't pray, maybe I wouldn't have found my brother. So today, I would like to thank God. I would like to encourage you there that you need to respect the man of God. You need to respect the, the prayer and glorify God. Thank you. Amen. Wow, what a powerful testimony. Continue clapping those hands as the last person to testify comes up. Please welcome Sister Nondo as she comes up to share her testimony as well. from the Woodlands branch. Uh, my testimony is about um, how God restored my, restored my marriage. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> so um, my husband and I went through uh, problems because of drinking and I couldn't take it. Um, it got to a point where I packed my bags I took my kids and I left him. I went back home to my mother's house. So I stayed there for a while, the whole of last year actually. And mid last year, I met up with uh, Pastor Ray 
he was doing his evangelism and he came to invite me to church and I was not really uh, from growing up I was not really a strong believer on God I, I always felt like God didn't love me that much so I also wasn't so into church stuff and God and everything so when pastor came to invite me I was like you know and then he went and I carried on I sat at home and I didn't think about the church stuff I didn't want to go I didn't want to believe that he could actually change things for me so I carried on at home and I think a few weeks later he came back and he invited me again and I said oh this man really now <laughs> and then uh, my daughter she said to me, Mommy, let's go to church. And I said to myself, Ooh, now my child can see that there's problems. And she knows about church because she's been going for a while. And I said, let me just get up. I got up Sunday morning. I went to church. When I got to church, um, after the service, Pastor Ray invited me for counseling. And I spoke to him. I told him all my problems. And he prayed for me, and he said to me, carry on praying when you're at home. God will do things for you. God will help you. And then I went home, and I prayed. And then uh, Sister B came again. She visited me at my house. She prayed with me, and she said to me, you know what? You need to change your prayers. And uh, before I met them, I used to cry to God, complain to God as to why he gave me such, I'm sorry to say, a useless man. Why doesn't he love me? What wrong have I done in this world for him to punish me so much? So it was all that. And then I, one day I decided to just take a Sister B's advice and I changed my prayer. And I did pray. I prayed for him. I asked God to protect him wherever he was. I asked God to guide him. And I asked God to touch his heart and that he may uh, see that, that, that he needs his family at home. And then a few months later, I got a call from him. He's saying he, he misses us and he wants us to come back home. But I didn't really believe it. And then uh, one weekend he came again and he came to my mother's house to visit. And he was saying the same thing. And I was like, really? didn't believe him. Then I spoke to Pastor Ray. I said, but this man is worrying me. And Pastor Ray said, carry on praying. And Sister B also said, carry on praying. And I did. I was reading scriptures every night and I was praying every night. And then, you won't believe, December last year, I went back home. And January, he's never touched alcohol. Till today, he has never... He's never touched not a single drop of alcohol ever since I came back. And we are so happy. It's like we've just met. The children are happy. <laughs> the children are happy. He's happy. I'm happy. And I've also convinced him to join the church. He comes on a regular basis. Just that today he was working, so he couldn't come. Which... <laughs> 
which was like new to him because he's never been in a, a, a church-going person. So he goes to church, he knows about church, and I just want to encourage someone who's sitting here that prayer does help. Prayer does work. If, if you pray and you believe, it will, it will, God will come through for you. If you call on him, he will listen. But if you don't and you turn away on God, things will never come right for you. So I'm telling you, my brother and my sister, pray to God. Whatever problem you may have, just cry out to God. Don't worry about the world. Don't worry about the next person. Just go to your creator and he will change things for you. Just like he's done for me. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Clap those hands as Sister Madeline comes to minister to God in song. What an awesome God we serve.
of applause I believe it's that time we all have been waiting for 
It's time to hear the word of God. And the person that is bringing us the word of God is not a small boy at all. It's Reverend Daniel Ale. We join your heart. Please rise to your feet and give him a warm round of applause. Shabbat. Hallelujah. Barak. Praise the Lord. Shabbat. Hallelujah. Barak. Praise the Lord. Shabbat. Hallelujah. Barak. Praise the Lord, Shabbat. Hallelujah, Barak. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Barak. Praise the Lord, Shabbat. Hallelujah, Barak. Hallelujah, Barak. Praise the Lord, Shabbat. Hallelujah, Barak. Praise the Lord, Tehila. It means to sing. Means to sing.
If anybody told you church is not a wonderful place, the person is a liar. The person is a liar. Lift your hands, let's pray. If you don't mind, stand up for just a minute or two. Let's pray, Father. Thanks for this opportunity in your presence. Speak to us. Speak to us. Let nobody under the sound of my voice live here the same. Holy Spirit, we give you absolute control in this place. Let only your will be done. Let your purpose for this gathering be seen. Let your glory be shown. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. It's been an exciting service so far. It's too powerful. Wow. All right. Thank you, James. There's no more James. Goodbye, James. Bye-bye, James. I'll be praying hard for you. All right. All right, James. It's okay. All this song is about you. Wow. Well, it's an honor to share with you the word of God. And I believe that this morning, God is going to speak to us. Amen. Amen. So for about some 40 minutes, I want to share with you the word of God. Without the word of God, nothing is made. All the testimonies you have heard, and it's all based on the word of God. So you should always be excited to hear the word of God. Amen. I bring you greetings from our pastor and bishop, Larry Odonko. He's in town having a fantastic convention in Durban. And it's been a blessing. We've been there on Friday night. We're there last night. And we'll be there tonight. He's having a morning session, afternoon session, and evening session. So God willing, Tuesday, it will be a very special Tuesday night special with Bishop Larry Odonko. So don't miss it for anything that you know about. Amen. Wonderful. Well, like I said, for some 40 minutes, I want to share with you the word of God. I want to start our scripture reading from Luke chapter number 11, verse 13. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. For the sake of time, we're supposed to read from verse 9 all the way, but there's not much time, so let's get to the point. Amen. In Luke 11, verse 13, Jesus is speaking, and he says that, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Amen. I want to just point out quickly to you from this verse that the Holy this year is a year of good things, but the best good thing you can have is the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'll be talking about the Holy Spirit at almost every opportunity I get to speak to you. And I pray that our relationship with the Holy Spirit will be stronger and stronger and stronger. Somebody say amen. Good. So talking about the Holy Spirit today, I want to share with you how to relate with the Holy Spirit. How to relate with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, before you can come along, it's important that you know something about the Holy Spirit because it defines how you relate with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a wind. He's not a water. He's not a fire. He's not even anointing oil. 
The Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus, in John chapter 14, verse 26, talking about the Holy Spirit, says, But the Comforter whom I will send to you, when he comes, he, he will teach you all things. So Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as he. If the Holy Spirit was a wind, he would say it. If the Holy Spirit was a, a dove, he would say it. But because the Holy Spirit is a person, he says, he will teach you all things. Maybe next time I'm here, I'm going to teach you about the person of the Holy Spirit or why we say the Holy Spirit is a person. Hallelujah. But once you can picture the Holy Spirit as a person, you will begin to know how to relate with the Holy Spirit. Why is it important that we learn how to relate with the Holy Spirit? Why don't you teach us about, about how to relate with God or how to relate with Jesus? Why the Holy Spirit? Let me also address that quickly so we can go for it. Now, the Holy Spirit is the one who's here with us. God is in heaven. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, Bible says, In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on his throne and exalted. And the train of his glory filled the whole temple. So Isaiah tells us that God is sitting in heaven. Not even the death of King Uzziah could make God come to the earth. That's why those of you go for funerals, anybody who dies, you are there. I mean, if Uzziah died, king, a king, he died, God didn't come. Some of you go for funerals, say, my cousin, my cousin's cousin. Sometimes you even go for, you don't know whether it's a man or woman who's dead. One day we went for a funeral, my wife and I, and then a group of people. As they were doing the funeral, they were doing it in a language which I didn't understand. So, and my wife also didn't understand. So we're all clueless. At the point I told my wife, the way they are talking a lot, it's possible that it's more than one person who's dead. And we're sitting at the back. Just as the way you are amazed, that's how my wife was amazed. Oh, how can you say such a thing? By the time they finished, they were lifting the coffins. There were two coffins. Yeah. Tyler was there. He actually invited us to the funeral. Yeah. There were two coffins. To our surprise, two. Yeah. If you back to God is in heaven. Where is Jesus Christ? Jesus is also in heaven. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Bible says that, seeing that we are encompassed above by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every sin and every way that easily besets us. Then verse 2, he said that, he talks about Jesus. He says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame. And is now set at the right hand of God or of the Father. He said, Jesus is sitting, Jesus and God, they are sitting in heaven and they are drinking juice. And they are watching us like a soap opera. Yeah. Pastor, what is Jesus doing in heaven? Romans 7, Bible tells us, Hebrews 7, 25, he tells us that Jesus ever liveth to make intercession. He says he's able to save us. Why is he able to save us? Because he ever lived to make intercession on our behalf. That's all Jesus is doing right now. Once in a while he sees you, say, Oh God, help this one. This one, I know him. When I was on earth, I saw him. He was friends with Barabbas. That's how come that Barabbas has influenced him. He's so bad. 
to have mercy on him. That's all Jesus does. Just makes intercession for us. He begs God for us. But the Holy Ghost, since Acts chapter 2, when he came on this earth, he has not left again. Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all gathered in one place with one accord. Then came as a sound of a mighty rushing wind. It came into the house where they were gathered. It filled the whole place. Bible says, and they were all filled. There appeared upon them clothing tongues of fire, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Since the Holy Ghost appeared on that day, he has not gone anywhere. Now, seeing that it's the Holy Spirit who's running the show, it's important that you and I must learn to relate with the Holy Spirit. So Paul now shows us how do we relate with this Holy Spirit who's around? Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 14. Paul is speaking. This is a familiar scripture you all know. You just didn't know that you knew it. It says, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. That's it. Here, God, Paul shows us how to relate with the Godhead. It's, he starts with Jesus. He says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, when you are dealing with Jesus, the relationship is of, is of grace. Your relationship with Jesus is grace. So says, may the grace, may the grace that Jesus has be with you. That's all. That's why it's Jesus who's able to save us. The Bible says, for you are saved by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8. It says, not by works. Any of you should boast. It's just grace. By his grace, we are saved. Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. That is Jesus' role. His role. That's we relate with Jesus. Grace. Jesus, just help us. Be gracious to us. Help us to be saved. Now God, this is the love of God. God's relationship with us is a love relationship. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Simple. God loved the world. It's love. Love. God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8 Love. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, he says, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. He says, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we have to commune with him. The first two is something coming from them. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we have to commune with him. Now, the word commune there is from the Hebrew koinonia. It's the original word that was translated communion. And from that word, we see the various ways that God wants us to relate with the Holy Spirit. So that we can get the best of the Holy Spirit. So let's start. If time will allow, I'll give you about three, four, five, or six, depending on how much time I have. The first way of relating with the Holy Spirit is, or will surprise you, we relate with him through fellowship. 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 
That's why when we share our grace, he said, the communion, the fellowship, the grace we share, even today when we are closing, we share. It says the fellowship. We fellowship with him. What is a fellowship? A fellowship is fellas in the same shape. That's all. Fellas in the same shape. That's all. The same WhatsApp group. That's all. See, fellas, it's like these people who are wearing the pink and white, they are fellas in the same shape, same WhatsApp group. The Holy Spirit wants to be in the same WhatsApp group as you. But since you see him as a wind, you don't think, you will not, it will not even occur to you to add the wind to your WhatsApp group. But if you can accept that he's a human being, you add him to your fellowship. Yeah. Same fellows. I mean, if you look at these people, Jacob Zuma, um, what's the name of the new guy who has come? Cyril Ramaphosa, um, David Mabuza, Jackie Celebe. Uh, who's the new police commissioner? Becky Taylor. Do you know what they all have in common? They are same fellas in the ANC. Yeah. Just as you have Julius Malema. Uh, what's the name of the other one? Floyd Shibambo. They are all same WhatsApp group. Same WhatsApp group. God wants you to be in the same WhatsApp group as the Holy Spirit. Philippians 2 verse 1 Bible says, if there be any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercies. It says, there's a fellowship of the Spirit. We can fellowship with the Spirit, be in the same relationship. We are all in the same. We are the Zulus. The Zulus, me. Or even as we have the Glaminis from Abbop. It's like one WhatsApp group. Then you have the Holy Spirit inside. Or the tabletes. Any group you find, any group that you can use. You see, a group is made up of homogeneous people. What does it mean? They have something in common. The Holy Spirit also has something in common with you. And he wants to be in your fellowship. What wants to be with you? Wants to be with you. Number two, I told you they are nine. So we are going very far in 40 minutes. Friendship. The Holy Spirit wants to be your friend. He wants you to relate with him like a friend. Not like a spirit. Ha, the spirit. Ha, I can't say the spirit. Ha, ha. No. A friend. Who is here you don't have a friend? If you don't have a friend, wave with your right hand. And your right is opposite to your left. Wave with it. You don't have a friend? Everybody has a friend. So, even naturally, we know how to relate with our friends. The same way you relate with your friends, the Holy Spirit wants to relate with you like that. You talk to your friends, don't you? Talk to the Holy Spirit. But if you see him as a dove, I mean, imagine that you are talking to a dove. You look like a mental patient. I mean, although, but you look like, if you get what I'm saying. You get, it's like, you, I mean, if somebody sees you holding a bag, Oh, bed, how are you? Wow, my friend, the bed. Very soon they will call the ambulance. That's why you have to accept that the Holy Spirit is a person. 
then it will help you to relate with the Holy Ghost. You go out with your friends. You went with your friends to go and watch, what's her name? No, Kwanda, Black Panther, Wakanda. Okay, any of them. No, Kwanda or Wakanda. It's fine, it's fine, not a problem. Why are you arguing? It's only Sunday. Wakanda. Okay, it's also good. The Holy Spirit also wants to go with you to go and watch Wakanda. Now look at the movies you are watching. If you were watching these movies with the Holy Spirit, some of you will confuse the Holy Spirit. I mean, you confuse, you will totally confuse the Holy Spirit. chill out with your friends. The Holy Spirit also wants to go and chill out with you. Pastor, are you talking about a mystical? I'm talking about a real thing. When you get there, it's a Holy Ghost. We are going to watch Nokwanda or Shakwanda or whatever her name is. Do, do you want to come along? Let's go. Let's go and watch it. Let's go and watch it. Yeah. When you wake up, you take your phone and you start to WhatsApp your friend. The Holy Spirit is also waiting for a WhatsApp from you. He's waiting for a WhatsApp from you. Until you can get to that point, the Holy Spirit will not be real to you. Number three. The Holy Spirit wants you to come into his presence. The third, the third meaning of the word koinonia is presence. The coming into the presence of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to come into his presence. Come and be where he is. This is what the Holy Spirit craves the most from Christians. Relating with the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. No. He wants to be, he wants you to come into his presence. Have time with you. Those of you who have married for a while, you realize that no matter what you buy for your wife or whatever, the main thing she wants is to be with you. To just be with you. I mean, I have a game on my phone. When I start playing, I don't talk to anybody. Never start that game because you can't stop playing it. My wife complained, ah, now I've decided I've stopped playing it. Yeah, I'm left with the next step to delete it from my phone. Because she wants to be with you, not with your money. Now, by the way, please, don't go home and say, Pastor said you want to be with me, so you won't buy anything again. I mean, who wants to be with a broke man? I mean, let's be serious. Who wants to be with a broke man? You can't buy KFC. You can't buy McDonald's. Why? I mean, if you can't buy the whole chicken, at least buy the wings. Buy the wings. Let's be serious. Lady, say amen. So, she wants to be with you. Whilst you bring the wings. The Holy Spirit also wants to be with us. Some of us just coming to church is just only coming to church. It's a struggle. How much more fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit or spending time with the presence of the Holy Spirit? There was a guy in the Bible, his name was David. Now this David, we all know him as a classic bad boy. If you are making the list of the bad boys of the Bible, David is one of them. 
Samson is also another one. Yeah, bad boys of the Bible. One day I'm going to preach to you bad boys of the Bible. Yeah. Solomon is the king of kings. It will be a Tuesday night special. Now, David, in spite of everything, in Acts chapter 13, verse 22, the Bible says about David, I, God said, I have found a man after my own heart. And we all wonder, why would God choose such a guy? Because if you look at me, I mean, Claude or me, I mean, we are better than David. Yeah, we are far better than David. But God said, David is a man after my own heart. I'll show you. David had a lot of respect for the presence of God. He never joked about the presence of God. David is the one who said in Psalm 1 to 2 verse 1, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He was, when somebody came to, let's go to church, he was excited. You when we come and tell you, let's go to church, you start to shout at us. Foolish pastor. Where's Bulelua? Okay. Every day you say church. Every day. And when I come to you, you'll be singing, goodbye, James. No more, James. It's over, James. Just you, James. Go home, James. Ah. But David, he said, I was happy. Psalm 42, verse 1, he says, As the deer panteth after the water brook, so my soul doth long after the Lord. My soul tested after God, the living God. Then he asked the question, when shall I come and appear before the Lord? It was so important to him. When can I come before God? When shall I come? That's David. Yeah. Yeah. If David was a, he would have written that song. I just want to be where you are. Dwelling daily in your presence. I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you, you are. I just want to be. I just want to be where you are. In your dwelling place forever. In your dwelling Take me to the place where you are. Take me to the place where If you don't know how to sing, just mumble some words. It's okay, it's allowed. I just want to be with you. I want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Feasting at your table. Surrounded by your glory. That's where I always want to be. I just want to be. I just want to be with you. It's, 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 the way the song even goes, you can use it to propose to somebody. Yeah. Powerful song. Now, the guy who wrote this song, his name is Don Moen. One day, one of our senior bishops met him in Korea. And he asked him, why did you write such a song? What was the motivation? And he said, I wanted to write a song about the presence of God. 
And I started to write from the Old Testament about the temple. I wrote about coming into the temple where the Holy of Holies is. I wrote about the outer court, the inner court, the looking glasses, the water, the shoe bread, the incense. Anytime I write it, when I read what I've written, it doesn't say what is in my heart. And he said, I did it over a hundred times. When I write, it's not, then I just scribble that I throw it away. After a while, I realized that all I want to say God is that I just want to be where you are. So then I, I, I just, he said, I just started to write. I wrote the song from the beginning. I just want to be where you are in your dwelling place forever. Yeah. Take me to the place where you are. Draw me near. That's how I wrote it. I just wanted to be where God is. David understood. That's what made David. It's not because he killed Goliath. I mean, if you think God wants to kill Goliath, he cannot kill Goliath. No. It's because David. Even when David, you know, David, he, he had his friend. His friend had a beautiful wife. And he took his friend's wife, impregnated the wife, tried to blame the husband. But he heard that now there's DNA test. So he saw that they will find the truth. So he killed the husband. And everything. God was angry with him. When God was angry with him, he came to God and he prayed a simple prayer. In Psalm 51, verse 10 and 11, he said to God, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew the right spirit in me. Then he said something that moved God. He said, Cast me not away from from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thyself. That was his prayer. Yeah. That was his prayer. That was his prayer. That's the song we all sing. Creating me a clean heart. Oh Lord. It's David. And renew a right spirit within me. Creating me a clean And renew a right spirit within me. Then this is the presence part. Cast me not away from your presence, O oh Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore. was different from Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve made a mistake and they heard that God was coming, Bible says they hid themselves. So when God came, he called Adam. He said, where are you? And Adam came, he said, I was afraid. God was like, since when have you been afraid when I'm coming around? He said, I was afraid and I hid myself. Since that day, all of us, when we do something that is wrong, we start to run away from God. Now, let me tell you, this one is for free of charge. Do you think you can run away from God? Anywhere you run to, God can find you. 
Why would you run away? But David knew. So he came to where God is. That's how God, the Holy Spirit wants to relate with you. Come into his presence. Come into his presence. Wake up in the morning and say, Holy Spirit, I've come into your presence. I, I just want to be where you are. I want to be with you. I don't want to be far from you. From if you can do this thing, your relationship with the Holy Spirit will become real. Number four. The Holy Spirit, we have to relate to the Holy Spirit as a commander. Is it number four or number three? Number four. As a commander. Somebody who gives us instructions. Who commands us. In Acts 13, the Bible says, there were, set, there were in the church of Antioch certain prophets and ministers. Then he begins to name them. He says, Barabbas, Simon, Lucius, I think Serene, Manin, and so on. Verse 2 says, as they ministered unto the Lord and they fasted, the Holy Spirit spoke unto them. Or the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Barabbas, and so for the work that I have given them. The Holy Spirit wants to give you instructions and direct you and show you how to go. Psalm 32 verse 8, the Bible says, I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way to go. And with my eyes, I will guide you. I will guide you with my eye. But many of us don't want to give God the chance. To give the Holy Spirit the chance to guide you. Yeah, he will guide anything. What is it that you need guidance with? The Spirit will guide you. And a lot of parents, what do you know about girls? Because... I'm trying to choose a girl tomorrow. Should I marry this one? Then he says, I will use my eye. Even my children, I use my eye to control them. When I'm preaching, and they ask, I use my eye to control them. Yeah, when the thing is coming, I just look at them and they say, they know what it means. I don't have to do, I don't have to say, hey, stop. No, 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 no. If you see me shouting, somebody else shout. I just use my eye. That's all. They make eye contact, they will know what I'm trying to say. The Holy Spirit also wants to use his eye to This girl, so, mm, this one, hmm, hmm, she likes quarreling. They say, oh, Holy Spirit, she doesn't quarrel with me. How do you know that she likes quarreling? Go and ask her mother. Now, any girl or any brother you want to marry, check how he relates with his mother, his sisters. You will know what you are getting into. He, she has quarreled with all her neighbors. So, Pastor, but it's left with only me. So, brother laughs, man, she can concentrate on me. Yes, you are right. She loves you. But she loved her parents and her siblings also. And it's left with you. That's true. When she's done with all of them, She's now dealing with you. Because as for quarreling, it's in her nature. And she always needs a battle. She's ready. She was born ready to fight. So now that she has finished conquering everybody, you are next. From today, allow the Holy Spirit to instruct you. Number five. Number five. How to relate with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit also wants to be your partner. Your partner. He wants to be a partner. Your partner. Yeah. Mark 16 verse 20. Bible says, and they went forth. And preached everywhere. 
and the Lord working together with them or partnering with them and confirming every word with signs following. God was working with them. He worked. This is when Jesus sent them out. Work with them. The Holy Spirit wants to work with you as a partner. Now, when it comes to the partnership with the Holy Spirit, it's not equal partnership. The Holy Spirit is the senior partner and you and I are the junior partners. Somebody say amen. amen. Some of us accept we are working with the Holy Spirit, but I am the senior partner and the Holy Spirit is the junior partner. It's not so. He is the senior partner. Now, the senior partner doesn't come, those of you who work in the corporate world, the senior partner doesn't come and ask you that, what are we doing today? You ask that, what are we doing today? And then they tell you. Yeah. They tell you. When they come, they ask you for progress report. What we ask you to do, how far? How far with it? He wants to be a partner. As we do the church, the Holy Spirit is the senior partner. We are just following what he says we should do. Yeah. I remember the people we plan events with. I told them, let us plan what to do in, in the month of March. We said it long ago. They had meetings, this, that. One day I was just sitting down and the things just occurred to me. I just took a paper and I, I just, I think I typed it on my phone. Then I forwarded it to all of them. It, it just came to me. Yesterday we were all traveling together. I said, so what are we going to do in April? Nothing crossed our mind. We travel to and fro. Nobody, I asked that question about four or five times. Nobody said a word. Because the Holy Spirit has not yet spoken to us. Do this in April or do this. No, it's, it's like we were all blank, including myself. Not even one idea could come into my head. Meanwhile, March, after back, suddenly the thing, I just, in the space of a minute, I just thought, okay, this date will do this, 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 Everything from beginning to end, we had finished. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is a senior partner. We are the junior partners, and we are just following what you say we should do. What should we? Yeah. That's how He wants to work with you as a partner. How many more can you say? Take one more. One more. One more. The Holy Spirit wants to have an intimate relationship. Intimate. Not a relationship, but an intimate relationship with us. This year, your relationship with the Holy Spirit will be totally different. Intimate relationship, which is to say a deep relationship. Intimate. Deep relationship. Not this shallow relationship, a relationship that is built on speaking in tongues. The shallow relationship. Shallow relationships don't lead to fruitfulness. No. If you see anybody bearing fruit, there's been a deep relationship. Shallow. Oh, hello, Miss Lee. How are you? Uh, Minnie Mox, how are you? Uh, yes. Uh, okay, same to you. It doesn't bring fruitfulness. Are, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? By a handshake. 
doesn't bring pregnant. But when you see this man, the relationship he has had with his wife, that's why we are doing baby dedication in the church. Intimate. Deep. Yeah. Intimate. Are you pregnant? Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. The pastor has impregnated four ladies and one guy. How? By a handshake. I mean, by a handshake. No. Intimate. Do your hand like this. Intimate. Yeah. That's what brings truthfulness. Intimate. That's why Mr. Dlamini, do, do you think he's going when he goes home? He's shaking hands with Melanie. Melanie, oh, M- Melanie Naidu. I do shake your hands to make you fruitful from today. Oh, they were shaking hands many years ago. No baby was coming, no fruit was coming until he realized that. Shaking of hands, taking her to McDonald's, buying KFC, driving her around in his raster doesn't bring fruit. Then he advised himself, we've got to go deeper to bear fruit. We've got to go deeper. Then he came, married her properly. And remove the name Naidu from there. Which is, I mean, Naidu is a very nice name. I mean, if you're a Naidu, you can pose for a doctor at any time. And you will be believed. Without going to medical school. Because there are so many Dr. Naidus everywhere. Still, he removed the name Naidu from there. And he put Lamini there. Then he said, let us now go home. In broad daylight, he did it in broad daylight amongst many witnesses. Then he took her home. Then he said, You know, baby, let's get intimate. Let's get intimate, intimate, intimate. After a few months, we saw that eh, Melanie is Jane. There's no more decline. Nine months later, we were in church on a Sunday morning when they told us that from that intimacy, a fruit has come out. I said, as soon as we finish sharing the grace, the whole church ran to go and see if it's really true, if it's really true that a fruit has come out. It didn't come by sh- hello hi hello hi hello hi hair. It didn't come by Brazilian hair, Peruvian hair, Moroccan hair, Somalian hair, Ethiopian hair. It came by intimate relationship. Yeah. So you want to you want your relationship with the Holy Spirit to be fruitful. It must be intimate. It must be close. It must be up. It must be personal. Yeah. Things that you can't tell anybody. Yeah, it's an intimate relationship. We tell the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We tell, 
when you start that, the Holy Spirit will also start telling you things that nobody can tell you. Yeah. He also start telling you things that no human being can tell. I mean, it's not everything you can tell everybody. Yeah. I mean, a good example, your mouth smells. I mean, we can't tell you. How do we tell you such a thing? I mean, we will look very rude. Yeah. Or your armpit smells. Or you have a bad body odor. I mean, what ask him to say, you come with a presence or an aura. When you appear, you appear with an aura. We can smell you a mile off. Yeah. We can't tell you that. But when you, when you have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, he will whisper to you, you know something? Look, instead of a selfie stick, buy a shaving stick, brah. And shave your armpit. Yeah. You are busy with the selfie stick. <laughs> Get a shaving stick and <laughs> I see somebody having an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit from today. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit will be fruitful from today. Because it will now be close up and personal. Yeah. No more games. Close up and personal. That's where you can tell Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you know something? It's not like I like fornication, no. But you see, the body is very weak. That's why sometimes, before I realize, the thing has gone scrubber. That's it. It's, it's, Holy Spirit, it's, 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 it's not like, you, you know Holy Spirit. So help me. Folks, I'm not out of word. I'm only out of time. I'm only out of time. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Stand to your feet. The Holy Spirit wants to be a contributor in your life. That's why I said the contribution of the Holy Spirit. He wants to participate in your life. And finally, he wants to be a distributor in your life. I pray that from today, our hearts will be open. And it all starts with the reality or the revelation that the Holy Spirit is a person. Once you can accept that, you will know how to relate with him. Lift up your hands and just pray and say, Lord, teach me how to relate with you. Holy Spirit, teach me to relate with you from today. From today. I just want to be where you are. Teach me, Lord. Marco, Kebola setolio palolos kipalala keto si pale kota si paka mako lo posita lo bakatima kemolo si pale kalababala ratoti li si paloka pandolobo 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 brate so paketo sapa just soak the presence of God just soak for a moment or two we are just about to close to be I just want to be where you are. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, in your dwelling place forever. Enjoy the presence of God. Take me to the place where you are. Oh, Jesus, my God, I just want to be with you. 
be where you are, dwelling in your presence, feasting at your table, surrounded by your glory, in your presence, that's where I always long to I just want to be, I just want to be with you. Lift your hands, let's all sing, I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are, dwelling in your presence, feasting at your table, surrounded by your glory. That's where I always want to be. Oh, I just want to be. I just want to be with you. Father, thank you for every hand lifted up this morning. We pray. Teach us to relate with the mighty, mighty Holy Spirit. Let our relationship with him be intimate. Let it be close up and personal. Let it be real from today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for this comforter. Thank you for this helper. From today, let us enjoy fellowship with him. Let us enjoy friendship with him. Let us enjoy his presence, being in his presence, Lord. Let us enjoy his instructions and his commandments, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let us enjoy partnership. Partnership with him, Lord. Partnership with him, Lord. Let us have an intimate relationship with him, Lord. Let us accept his contribution, his participation, and his distribution in our lives, God. We give you praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your revelation. We bless you. We thank you. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. amen. Every eye closed, every head bowed for a minute. I just want to pray with you quickly. You are here. Please, if your hand is up, please put it down. If your hand is up, please put it down. Please put your hand down. Close your eyes with me, everybody. You are here this afternoon. You know in your heart that if you are to die today, you will not go to heaven. But you want to make sure that you don't go to hell. This morning, I just want to pray with you to ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. With every eye closed and every head bowed, and say, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand with me. I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Just lift up your right hand with me. I want to pray with you. And say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift your right hand. I want to pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. Lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to. This is the most important decision you are taking. Lift it high above your head. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. You are serious about it. Come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Just come to me quickly. Don't be afraid. Don't be worried. Just come to me. Just, just come quickly. Surrounded by your glory. In your presence. 
That's where I always long to be. Oh, I just want to be. I just want to be. If you are in front, pray the simple prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again just because of your love. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for all these ones. Let your presence be upon them mightily. Fill them with your spirit. Wash them with your blood. Use them to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.